So hello and welcome. This is Chris, uh, Chris Robertson of KIR International. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to this, I, I suppose effectively my first official podcast proper, if you like. Uh, you may have listened to the little trailer that I did, if you did, thank you, to give you a bit of a flavour as to what to expect over the coming weeks. I aim to deliver a new podcast to you every week um, on all sorts of different things, really, to be honest, um, but with the umbrella heading of, I guess, coaching and professional development, uh, of which there are so many subjects. So where to begin? Well, you know what I was thinking, probably the best place to start is with a bit of an idea of coaching itself. Uh, it's where I've spent over 20 years of my life and career, uh, having completed my my psychology degree and swore I would never have anything to do with, uh, with the human behaviour. I, I, uh, I fell into human resources and uh, before long, uh, had started training to become a professional coach. Uh, and then literally within a, a few months after qualifying, I, I, uh, I'd joined the world's largest training provider of, uh, of coaching skills, the Coaching Academy. Uh, and since then, um, crikey, every single day has been spent mentoring, supervising, training, supporting, coaching students of coaches of coaching all around the world um it's it's what i do it's what i love i have no plans to stop doing it uh despite uh <laughs> despite getting a little bit of cancer uh, a couple of years ago um a dance in which i'm still partaking um which uh, which meant that i i handed my resignation in uh, at the end of, uh, of, of 2021. Um, I, I'm delighted to say I, I'm, I'm still actively involved with the Coaching Academy. It runs through my veins, uh, but also, you know what? I've now got an, a wonderful opportunity to uh, do some things for me, you know, uh, work when I want to work and, uh, and select the, the activities that, that I want to be doing. Um, and uh, this is what I want to be doing. I, I want to be helping you. I want to be giving you some skills and some tools and some techniques, whether you are a coach already, uh, maybe a, a coach of many, many years of experience. Maybe you're brand new into coaching and you're looking for some CPD, some continual or continuing professional development. Or maybe you don't really know what coaching is and uh, you thought, well, well, let me find out from this guy, see what he has to say. Uh, regardless of your level of expertise, I really, really hope that every single podcast I do uh, gives you something to take away that's a value that's my plan um i'm sure i'm going to do a podcast on coaching and cancer um if that's something that might be of interest to you or anybody that you're you're that you know um it's, it's something that seems to be permeating society more and more so nowadays than ever before so i will we'll come back to that but like i said i really wanted to, to spend this first one just talking about coaching just and again it, I, i'm hoping this shouldn't be much longer than about you know, 20 minutes of your time, um, something like that, 20, 25 minutes. What happens is I always get a bit excited when I start talking. Do you do this? And uh, and I find myself running away with me 
if that is grammatically correct. And uh, before you know it, the time has disappeared and you think, crikey, it's, uh, it took a lot longer than I, than I thought it was to get this, these really important points, but I couldn't cut anything out. So anyway, well, let's say 20, 25 minutes. That's what I'm aiming for. Um, so w where to begin? Well, you know, 20 odd years ago, uh, when I started this journey, one of the, the books that I found really useful um, and I, I, I say 20 odd years ago, it's certainly one of the, the, the earlier books that I got was Effective Coaching uh, by Miles Downey. Uh, and, uh, and Miles Downey describes uh, coaching as, an, and I, this is a definition I've, I've always found, and there's loads of definitions out there, don't get me wrong, but this is the one that's always resonated with me most strongly. Miles Downey says that coaching is the art of facilitating the performance, learning, and development of another. And there's some really important points in that definition. I'll say it again, it's the art of facilitating the performance, learning, and development of another. And the, the word facilitating is important because it, it, if, if we're looking at, uh, I guess it's, it's uh, etymolo etymological roots uh, from the Latin uh, to make easy. Uh, that's what it is. It, it makes easier the the performance, learning, and development of another. And I I, I love the words uh, the words performance, learning, and development. Yes, performance is key. Uh, certainly, the vast majority of individuals, businesses, organisations that hire the services of a coach are looking to increase their performance. It's often, it's often career-related coaching um, that, that is, and, 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 and performance doesn't necessarily, necessarily need to relate to career, but a lot of the time it does. Um, and, it, and it is development. It is helping people to become more than they currently are. It's about maximizing their potential um, to quote Tim Galway of The Inner Game. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's really, really key. But for me, the really important word in, in Downey's definition is the word learning. Um, because at the heart of everything I do as a coach is about helping the client to learn rather than teaching them. And I'll come back to that in a little bit. But learning is key. And, and what that implies is that it is just as important to be celebrating the things that don't work, the failures, if you like, uh, the, the times in which goals are not achieved, the times in which actions are not taken or are taken but, you know, go horribly wrong. Don't we often learn so much more in life and business from the stuff that doesn't go well than we sometimes do from the successes that we have. So all the way through my coaching relationships, whether it's, you know, training a, 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 a person in coaching skills, whether it's working with a business owner, whether it's working with teams, uh, whether it's working, just coaching somebody on a one-to-one -one basis, I'm constantly going to be helping them reflect on what are they learning? What are they learning? So, um, does that help? I hope it does. I hope it gives you a, a, a quick start of a 10. 
It's learning, it's development, it's performance. And as a coach, I facilitate that. Oftentimes, I've found again over the years that it's it's useful to share with people what coaching isn't before you really go into the detail of what it is. And that's often because people often come with preconceived ideas. Don't forget that coaching is the new kid on the block. Still, I've been saying that for 20 years as well. But, you know, in comparison to, you know, counseling and therapy and consultancy and mentoring, you know, these are interventions that have been around for decades, centuries, millennia, really. Whereas coaching is really only something that's been formalized in the last 20, 30 years. So why not? Let's start with some definitions of what it is and, and how is it different to some of the, 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 the ways of working that I'm sure people listening to this are experts in, have experience for themselves and potentially know a lot more about. That's often the way that it works. Let's start with counseling and therapy and uh, and, and again, let's, it's worth reminding everybody that there are loads of different types of counsellor. There are many forms of therapeutic intervention that are out there. So to, to tar them all with one big, broad brushstroke, am I mixing my metaphors there? I might be. Um, it's, 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 diff- it's difficult, isn't it? You, you, you might be asking for some trouble there. But I hope that for your learning and development, you'll forgive me with the generalizations that I'm, I'm going to use um, because uh, and I, I will try and sort of point out some of the differences um, but but ultimately they counselors and therapists they share some some core focus and some core competencies that distinguish them from coaching um, so let me begin with a bit of a definition from the BACP, the British Association of Counselors and, and Psychotherapists, who um, define counselling and therapy as an, as an intervention that really is designed to help the client in terms of self-awareness, skill acquisition and independence. Self-awareness, skill acquisition and independence. And they, often, they go on to state that goal achievement may be a byproduct. So you may achieve goals when working with a counsellor or a therapist, but they, they're not necessarily the focus. It's a byproduct. Now, again, let's bear in mind there are more solutions focused uh, ways of working from a counselling point of view that, in which the, the, the goal achievement may be more prevalent. But the majority, it, it's it's not necessarily uh, the reason that you're the the, 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 the counsellor and the and the therapist are there with you. Instead, and and again, um, I, I'm I'm generalising for learning and development. But the majority of counselling and psychotherapy and, and and therapy are are predominantly concerned with helping somebody to understand why they find themselves in the situation that they are currently in. It's through exploring the thinking and the feeling that has led them to this point. Um, And again, many forms of of counselling and and therapy will, will specifically explore maybe negative, perhaps even traumatic 
past events to help people gain some kind of closure uh, from that. So there is certainly a a past-based focus in the majority of counselling and therapeutic interventions, whereas coaching is different here. Yes, we share many, many soft skills. We build rapport. We ask insightful questions. We listen attentively and actively uh, to the people we're working with. We have an, an unconditional positive regard. You know, I, I believe in my clients and I, I'm, you know, I, I, I want them to be successful, as do counsellors and, and therapists as well. But the angle of approach can be slightly, maybe subtly different because I won't, as a coach, from a purist point of view, and I'll touch on purism in in a bit as well, I'm sure, I won't be exploring why they find themselves where they are now. I won't be asking them questions around their childhood or, 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 or previous traumatic events. Um, instead, my focus is on, or, or I suppose I, um, I will facilitate their focus to be on the future. So goal achievement is the focus of the coaching conversation. It's not a byproduct. It's about helping people achieve what they want to achieve in life, in business. And, and as part of that, the, the self-awareness that we've touched on already, that self-awareness happens as a result of the, the questions that I ask. So that's the key difference, really. There are many, but the, the key difference between counselling and therapy and coaching is the, the, the focus of the intervention. With coaching, a more, a, a more future-focused an often action-orientated way of working. Again, there are some counsellors and therapists that will be encouraging their clients potentially to be doing things, but not so much, definitely in the minority. Whereas it is not a coaching session, by definition, unless my coachee leaves with some things that they're going to do in order to move themselves forward to where they have already identified that they wish to be. So future-focused, action-orientated. Those are two of the key things that that define coaching, again, from, from that sort of purist point of view. Now, you might be thinking, well, you know, future-focused, action-orientating, that sounds a little bit like uh, mentoring. Maybe you've had a a consultant work with you or your organization before and and you can see some some similarities there so what's the difference well the difference here is is not in terms of the focus of the conversation again lots of similar soft skills you know there's there's that future focus there's often an action orientation with consultancy and mentoring uh, again some similar soft skills as I've touched on already. The the key is uh, in terms of the level of direction. It, the the key the key difference is in answer to the question whose agenda is it? Because in coaching, again from a purist point of view, the agenda sits solely 
with the coachee. Whereas in mentoring and consultancy, yeah, you know, the lines are a little blurred. Sometimes the agenda sits with the, the mentor or with the consultant. So it is, it is the difference between a directive and a non-directive way of working with your client. Coaching very much sits, again, at a purest point of view, on the non-directive end of the question, which essentially means that as a coach, I do not offer ever any advice or guidance. If you've been coached before and they gave you advice and guidance, I'm sorry to say, lovely people, it's just not coaching. Now, does that mean it was wrong or bad or or not useful? Absolutely not. Of course not. Uh, and there's absolutely a place for advice and guidance. But by definition, it no longer makes it coaching. It's like having a, a ordering a full English breakfast and getting a croissant on the side. Nothing wrong with the croissant, very lovely, but it's not part of a full English breakfast. A mentor uh, starts to move up that directive side of the spectrum a little bit, just to give you an example as to how it's different. And often, you know, a mentor is somebody that's been there, done that, they've got the t-shirts, you know, they're, they're, they are somebody with experience, uh, perhaps a role model, if you like. Uh, and they work with a mentee uh, to help the mentee uh, develop their performance and in the area in which they themselves have previously worked. And therefore, they do share their experience. They, they tell the mentee what's worked for them. And they, they, they may often also give some advice and guidance based on that previous experience. However, also in mentoring, the agenda does sit with the mentee. It is also up to the mentee to do stuff, to take action, to go away and, uh, and implement the changes that they've discussed with their mentor. So there's a, a sort of, uh, you know, a, a bit of a, 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 a and it's not exactly, but you know, a bit of a 50-50 split there in terms of, of input, input from the facilitator the mentor and input from the client. A consultant, on the other hand, and again, I know there are many consultants out there and, and forgive my generalization, but just for learning and development, the consultant is typically somebody brought in to solve a problem. And they bring with them a series of tried and tested and proven solutions or frameworks, methodologies, technologies, and the consultant implements the change. Therefore, the buck stops with them. It is up to the consultant uh, whether the, the, the success or, or, or otherwise happens. Therefore, the responsibility lies very much in the hands of the consultant. If it doesn't go well, then the consultant is to blame. Whereas again, one of the benefits of the non-directive approach is that it is the coachee who remains responsible at all times. And that for me is where the real power comes from. It is my coachee who is in charge of their own destiny. And let's face it, I'm sure we've all been told what to do by various people over the years, haven't we? And, you know, how often do we necessarily believe it? Not necessarily all of the time. And compare and contrast that too when we have been successful off of our own back based on actions we ourselves have taken 
and ideas that we ourselves have generated. How much more powerful is that when we're successful? Think about the feelings that you felt when you've achieved something and it's only down to you. Nobody else was responsible, just you. That is the power that coaching generates. And and again, listen, there, there are many fantastic mentors, many fantastic consultants. In no way, shape or form am I saying that coaching is better or more effective. It is a choice. Um, I'm obviously completely biased. I've just found personally over the years that the by asking questions rather than making statements, by drawing out and not putting in, the my coaches achieve things far more quicker, far more quicker, far more quickly, far more efficiently, far more effectively than they do on their own than if I was helping them. And listen, I said, you know, from a purist point of view, it's worth me pointing out as we start to draw this first podcast to a bit of a close, people have got a choice. You can choose to use coaching together with counseling and therapeutic ways of working. You can choose to coach people, but also if you're skilled and you have the, 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 the training, I would say as well, if you, if you, if you find it useful, if, you're, if your client finds it useful to explore you know, past events, that's a choice you get to make. If you are a, a knowledgeable, experienced expert of many, many years and you want to use coaching in combination with advice and guidance, that's a choice you get to make. There are so many manager, managers and leaders now that are using a coaching approach. Yes, they're telling their team what to do as manager, but they're also coaching the teams individually on, on helping them work through things in their own way. Um, so it's a choice you get to make. But for me, uh, you know, having seen what I've seen uh, for as long as I've seen it, the, the value and the benefit of the coaching approach, uh, the value and the benefit of, of, of helping maximize my, my client's performance uh, through unleashing their, their kind of inner potential, uh, helping them to learn rather than teaching them. Yeah, these are the these are the key things, the the difference that make the difference, if you like. So I, I hope as a bit of a start of a ten, that's that's useful for you. I'm sure you know future webinars will will delve into some of the kind of individual details um, that I've touched on. You know, listening skills, questioning skills. Um, um, the unconditional positive regard that I've mentioned, building rapport with people, um, you know, challenging, helping the client to learn, all of these kind of things are, you know, there are not just individual podcasts, but they are, you know, days and days of learning in themselves as topics. Um, I hope to also touch on things like you know, profiling tools, um, because everybody's different. Everybody learns 
in different ways. There is no one-size-fits-all approach, um, which is why coaching really works well, because it trusts that everyone's different. You know, often mentoring and consultancy will assume the person that, that uh, the, the, the consultee uh, or the mentee is the same as their mentor or the consultant and that they learn in the same way and they do things in the same way and they have the same skills and and that's just not the case so a, a little bit of an understanding of individual differences um, uh, and and how we as, as as people can kind of change how we communicate in in order to more effectively manage the conversations that we're having with people that will almost certainly be a webinar to come in the future as well and i'm going to do some weird slightly off topic ones as well i'm sure um as part of this listen um if you like what you what you've heard uh please let me know if you've got any topics that you specifically would love for me to cover I, I would love to hear what you want. Ultimately, I'm doing these for you guys rather than for me. Uh, and please, please share uh, with your lovely friends, your colleagues, uh, maybe members of your family. Um, if you're if you're on my uh, my website, um, you know, do subscribe, and I will keep you up to date with all of the other bits and bobs that I'm doing, um, both as a trainer, as a as a speaker. Um, and, uh, and make sure that you're in the loop. Thank you once more. I said 20, 25 minutes I, and I've managed to deliver. It doesn't, it doesn't always happen. Uh, once more, thank you. I'm Chris Robertson. Uh, we are KIR International and uh, I really look forward to speaking to you again on another podcast soon. Take care.